You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe. Hi, Richard. How are you today? I'm very well. A little warm in this heat, but not <laughs> too bad. Yeah, how are you? Good, good, good. And we're talking about presents today. Yes. Uh, Christmas, as you know, is not far away, and I'm feeling the pressure at the supermarkets, at the, at the shopping centres, and uh, it's. Uh, I thought I'd share with you and maybe ask you about uh, present giving uh, philosophy. Like, <laughs> so this is how it works in my home. We've got uh, about October to November. I start getting anxious and thinking, "Oh no, presents, uh, presents to organise." And the thing with <laughs> our family is, both my parents and Jen's parents are reasonably well off. And they are very keen to give great presents to our kids, Alex and Andy. And so the real pressure is finding a suitable present in the right price range and coordinating the family. Add to that, Andy has his birthday on New Year's Eve. So this is a pressure time (laughs) in the midst of it now. Right. You're in the thick of it. So are you negotiating presents right now? Um, or have you made decisions already? We have made decisions but need to find some other options and then the, I need to go and organise it all pretty much and just get reimbursed. So yeah, yeah. that's uh, – yeah, and so that's that's with the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Jen, yeah, there's also some back and forth there of presents are nice. Both of us are a little picky. How do we mm-hmm. work that out? Yeah. yeah. So. so are you the kind of couple that it's better to not get a present than get a really dodgy present? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, normally I go, yeah, we work on very clear instructions and uh, yeah, the value of things wrapped with a card, That's there's a lot of value in that. Right. The, the actual choosing, yeah, it's better to be correct on the choosing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because someone once said to me, isn't it more about the fact that someone's bought you something even if you don't like it? And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm the I'm the person who also like you guys. I'm a I'm a bit of a functional gift giver, yeah. and that means I feel very unsure about gifts I buy for other people. <laughs> but but things like if someone was to buy me a gift card from somewhere that they know that I like, for instance, Bunnings, yeah, they will they cannot go wrong with that because yeah. it is both allows me to get exactly what I might need, but also a place that I like to spend money. Yeah. and so I'm 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 pro gift card even. Um, so I have quite a low bar, but at the same time, I think any time anyone buys me a gift that I think, oh, I probably wouldn't choose that, my next thought is always, oh, this is how other people feel with me all the time. And so I, I often move to like thankfulness again because I'm like, oh, this is such a good thing that you bought me a gift. I'm so like thankful you bought me a gift, but yeah. also, oh, I, I, <laughs> I'm an awful gift giver. I can be a bit me-centric. Oh, anyway. well, you, you're having insight. You're, you're a mature <laughs> You're a mature person, Joe. Uh, um, and so do you feel like the gifts you've gotten sorted for the boys this year are like really like top level, absolutely nailing it out of the park gifts? Uh, no, no they're, they're satisfactory. That's all I'm really going <laughs> for. That, it, it is, that's my goal. Um, yeah. That'll be uh, harmonious and happy for all, everyone. Yeah. But mm. what I'm really hoping is not to have to go to a shopping centre in December and just oh, yes. yeah, totally vacate that uh, that zone. So I may not okay. meet that goal. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I need advice. Gifts for children under three <laughs> when you know that they have lots of things already 
but you don't want to buy them just nothing. But you also don't want to spend heaps of money because they're mm. not, they don't have any idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jen's really good at finding lift the flap books online. Yeah. Ah, lift the flap books. Actually, yes, I was at Beck and Chris's house the other day and they showed me a, a book that you guys had bought their son and it's a next level yeah yeah book. i don't know yeah, what that was really good that's that's my only tip which is really okay. jen's tip so <laughs> nothing for me the flat books. okay i'm gonna go for it i might actually just shamelessly buy exactly the book that i saw you, given, <laughs> you guys had given to this family because it was so good <laughs> it was both go. educational and fun yeah you should do that <laughs> now joe what's been on your mind what have you been thinking about well, I don't know about anyone else, but I have been feeling that COVID is the calm, quiet moments of COVID where you literally couldn't go anywhere and do anything yeah. have gone and they have gone in a, in a, with a vengeance and now I'm rushing. And so I decided to try this experiment of mm -hmm. being silent in my car. Oh, right. And so, yeah, because I am, <laughs> this might result in people not listening to our podcast, but I'm encouraging people to switch off their podcasts <laughs> and their audiobooks and their music and their radio and everything. I mean, I recognize small children might limit the silence capacity in yeah, a vehicle. Yeah. And Wiggles and Colin might be required. However, say you have a car moment, switching it all off, and just every time you think, I should put something on, thinking, oh, what can I think about God right now? And it's been funny. I have needed that so desperately. Um, yeah. And I think that leads me to what I've been reading in the Bible. I think so feeling so rushed and a bit under pressure to get everything I need to get done by the end of the year, which will be impossible. Mm -hmm. I've been I've had to take a break from the minor prophets and and just keep dwelling on what we read a few weeks ago in church, um, the week we were doing Joy and Suffering, which was Romans 8. Yeah. And I've just really enjoyed that reminder that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, mm. who've been called according to his purpose. And, and, and thinking about God's purpose in my life is to um, that I be conformed to the image of his son and um, that, I'd, that there's a plan for me ultimately to be glorified with Jesus because Jesus was glorified. And um, I'm thankful for all that because it's felt really rushy. And so sitting in the car silently has fitted in with this whole needing to – I don't know, um, remember, I guess, what, what God's achieving through life. I yeah. Guess. Well, yeah. there's so much to dwell on in Romans 8. Mm, and, mm. Um, yeah, the pace of life uh, is hectic. And mm. so, yeah, why not try, try that mm. in the silent car? Mm. It was quite strange to actually feel the instinct to switch on something mm. quite regularly. I'm not in my car for very long periods of time at all. But maybe every few minutes I'd think, oh, I should switch something on and then was trying to – it was quite hard to discipline myself to think, well, I'll just think about God right now rather than think about – fill my mind with other things. And yeah, yeah. I appreciated the, having to tell myself that I could just sit and think about other things rather than be pushed – more stuff be pushed on me. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But actually it's been interesting as well um, thinking more about Romans 8 and the talk that we had the week – a few weeks ago and reading a book about suffering, I've actually found a song that I've also been trying to dwell on that fits with Romans 8 as well. Oh, and I thought yeah. I'd talk about that because yeah. it just fits really nicely. Um, it's called Christ is Mine Forevermore by City Alight. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I'm a, I'm a big fan of City Alight. I love what they're – a lot of the songs they're producing are just so – they're both lyrically beautiful and musically 
wonderful. Mm. Um, but this song, Christ is Mine Forevermore, has this paragraph that I think always points me back to Romans 8. It says, Mine are tears in times of sorrow, darkness not yet understood. Through the valley I must travel where I see no earthly good. But mine is peace that flows from heaven and the strength in times of need. I know my pain will not be wasted. Christ completes his work in me. Yeah, wow. I know. uh, That is rich. Yes. The moving through darkness, not being able to see the good of it necessarily, having tears in those times, Mm -hmm. but then having moving like the there's this turning point in the paragraph where the stanza where it's my peace from heaven, that's my strength in times of need. Mm. It's Christ completing his work in me through this pain. It's not wasted. Yeah. Um, and if my pain is if my pain is so minor right now, which is feeling feeling rushed and stressed and whatnot, that's nothing. Mm. But just to think, well, God, what's what's Christ doing in me through this, making me think about Romans 8, making me dwell on what I've learned already, mm. that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, that's awesome that Romans 8 and a song, yeah, can just come together in those reflections. Mm. Do you like to listen to music, Richard, like Jesus music? Um, oh, yeah, on and off. Um, yeah, like I listen to um, the uh, Sons of Korah sometimes mm. in the Psalms. Uh, so that's probably my go-to when listening to Christian music. Mm. But um, no, I'm often the silent car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I could say I was thinking about Romans 8 in the silent car, but I'm often just uh, decompressing. <laughs> so. Oh, that's funny. Um, and, and to move on, what have you been reading about? Well, uh, Joe, I've picked up a very interesting and challenging book uh, that I share with you and the listeners, uh, which is called The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self, Cultural Amnesia, Expressive Individualism, and the road to sexual revolution. Whoa! Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a big title. Well, that's quite a. I can't even. That's quite a title. I had to write that down. But it's about the modern self, really, and mm. it's um, published by Crossway, who I always find is a, a good publisher. Mm. And uh, the author is Carl Truman, who's the professor of biblical and theological theological studies at Grove City College in Pennsylvania. I, I think he's an English guy, actually, or British. Um, and I came across this listening to some other podcast about this being released um, recently. So it's, it's quite mm. new. And mm. um, uh, I think we've talked in this little podcast, in this podcast a little bit about me trying to understand culture more. Uh, and this is a really good book for that. What, what he's doing is trying to figure out um, how is it that we come to think about self the way we do uh, as people in the West in this moment. Mm. Mm. Now, for most of us, we just think, well, what do you mean? Like, self is just self. This is what we are, we think about. But his argument is that it's not just intuitively normal. The way we think about self is different now to how we would have thought about it 1,000 years ago. Mm. Um, So that's um, uh, one of his ideas is that self used to be, you know, if you ask someone, how do you think about yourself? Someone, in a previous century, someone might have thought about that in terms of what is my position in relation to others? Like that's mm. how, how, how do I fit in community, cultures, society, family, and so on. Mm. But now when you th- ask, what do you, who do you think of yourself as and what, what are you as a self? Now it's about expressing ourself um, mm. independent of any community or society structures. Uh, we kind of create meaning. We express ourselves. 
Mm. And so I find this very, it's been very interesting. It's been quite stretching, to be honest. I have to kind of concentrate. And, mm. um, but the ideas that he's putting out really are quite helpful. Uh, it's helping me see that what I thought was just intuitive or normal is actually the product of yeah, philosophy and art and different movements, including the sexual revolution, which he will talk mm. about in later chapters. Um, and, uh, but the, yeah, there, there's, there are things to say about why we are what we are. Mm. And so as you're reading this book, are you thinking that this is going to change? I imagine it's still like, trying to go grasp what the book is saying, but <laughs> yeah. do you think this reading will influence your ministry in any particular way? Yeah, well, I think two ways. And one way is, which was written in the introduction to this book or by, by a forward from someone saying that, uh, I wrote this down, ordinary Christians need, des- need desperately need a more profound and holistic grasp of the modern and postmodern condition. And mm. uh, so I think part of me agrees with that statement. Yes, we do need to understand more about our, our culture and where we are. Mm. Um, so maybe it's a uh, trying to teach about culture in just regular teaching opportunities. Mm. Um, I think the other way it might shape my ministry is just to um, uh, be more perceptive about some of the weaknesses of our culture and and more confident in mission and less intimidated by our culture. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, if if culture can be explained by a, a pattern of things um and it just means it's a little more vulnerable to critique from the bible or yeah Mm. critique from the gospel Mm. so yeah all a bit tentative um there but um yeah i'm loving reading it and being sort of stretched in thinking yeah what i can hear from you as you're, you're you're engaging with this content is to say this this will have an impact in how i listen and understand but also how i then bring the Bible to bear or the gospel to bear on um, a Christian's life, but also someone who is engaging with Christianity but isn't a Christian themselves and sort of helping show the context with which they are engaging with Christianity, Mm. saying you're coming from this place. It's likely that you have been influenced by all these different external cultural like influences. And how does that stack up? Are you aware of those things? And here's what the Bible would say about that and here's what the hope Christianity offers into what we know has no hope that mm. this world is is ending, and yeah, I like that. Oh, and actually, I'm critiquing myself as well because I'm yeah. I'm swimming in the culture myself. I, mm. I think if you, I probably think that true, who I am as a self is how I express myself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, actually having my own identity critiqued, and um, yeah, being pre- perhaps a bit more on the lookout as I read the Bible on things that uh, that uh, critique the way I think as a as a person living in the century. So hmm. there you go. Typical vague sort of uh, wanderings from me, me Joe. No, no, it's uh, really got me thinking. I think the thing I want to keep thinking about from what you've shared is the I define myself, I've, I identify myself through making a different, like ex- exposing myself as a certain kind of person, a self-defined person and, and having that, you know, almost building a narrative, all those kinds of things hmm. that are so familiar to me that's actually a, a modern thing to be doing or what we'd say a postmodern now thing to be doing. Yeah. What, what is our time even called? Are we postmodern? 
Yeah, I think we're still postmodern. We're still postmodern. Okay. I'm not sure on that. <laughs> anyway, it, it gets me thinking about rather than being defined as it, um, like you've described in the yeah, historically yeah. defined. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so if I come up, unfortunately, it's not the sort of verse, it's uh, not the sort of book with really catchy quotes, but if I pick up any, I might share them in a future podcast and as we keep going through the chapters. But yeah, uh, yeah enjoying it. Hmm. Well, it's been good to chat, Richard. Well, I think we're out of time. We are. Indeed. All, right, good. <laughs> All the best <laughs> good with your you. quiet car moment. I'm going to get over it pretty quickly. I think I'll probably see you next time. Put, put my music back on. See ya. See ya.